Welcome back to another episode of Global Venturing Review, covering the biggest venture stories from the past week from across global venturing. My name is Fernando Moncada, senior reporter, and I'll be taking you through some of the stories that really stood out over the past week, especially in the healthcare and insurance tech sectors, along with some IPOs and a lot of fundraising. First up, some public listings. There seems to have been somewhat of a slowdown in IPOs recently, but this past week certainly seems to have been a buck in that trend. Firstly, U.S.-based fashion rental service Rent the Runway, which operates an online platform that allows customers to rent high fashion items through a subscription service, has gone public on the NASDAQ select market in a $357 million IPO, which marks an exit for existing backers Media Group Advanced Publications and payment services firm American Express. The company increased the number of shares in the offering from 15 to 17 million and issued them at a price of $21 each at the high end of the offering's 18 to $21 range. Companies like Rent the Runway are seeing a huge increase in demand as attitudes shift on fast fashion, i.e. the tendency to buy and quickly throw away garments and accessories as they go in and out of fashion. Rent the Runway allows for a massive reduction in that waste as you're only renting items that you then give back for someone else to rent posing a double benefit of being able to relatively cheaply use an expensive article of clothing and having it not go to waste afterwards. Elsewhere, Fluent, the Germany-based energy storage system provider, launched by industrial equipment producer Siemens and electric utility AES, floated on the NASDAQ global market in an $868 million initial public offering. It priced 31 million shares at $28 each, significantly higher than the $21 to $24 range that it had previously set. This is another sector that's already seeing incredible growth. With more renewable energy being pumped into the grid, there's a huge demand for services that regulate the intermittency inherent to wind and solar power, for example, i.e. the fact that they will produce different levels of power at different times of the day. So, you know, solar power will produce more during the day naturally, and then wind power at night, especially if it's offshore. And this creates an asymmetric relationship between supply and demand. So therefore, you need services to store all that incoming energy and then regulate the supply to match demand afterward. That's why energy storage systems are so popular and only increasingly so, and this will only go up as the percentage of renewables in our energy mix increases, which is why we're seeing more and more energy storage companies going public. New Holdings, the holding entity for Brazil-based digital bank operator NewBank, announced that it had confidentially filed a draft registration for an IPO. The IPO would mark an exit for internet and gaming group Tencent and Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. New Holdings also made a similar filing with Brazil's Securities Commission, CVM. New Bank provides a digital banking platform that offers services like bank accounts and debit and credit cards, all available through a mobile app. It has not yet indicated an IPO target or what it plans to do with the proceeds. Exilio Therapeutics, a U.S.-based cancer immunotherapy developer backed by pharmaceutical firms Takeda, Merck Co., Ibsen, and Merck Group, floated in an IPO sized at almost $118 million. The company issued approximately 7.35 million shares on the NASDAQ global market, priced at the lower end of its $16 to $18 range, opening at 15 and closing the IPO at 16, giving it a market cap of nearly $429 million. On a related healthcare note, out of IPOs now, we often see abundant activity from developers of drugs themselves, like Exilio, and this week wasn't an exception to that. We've had nine-figure investment rounds for companies working on new therapies, as we do most weeks. But I wanted to focus on the funding for companies developing technology that enables that development or the subsequent distribution and business models for the industry, both of which represent massive force multipliers. The first of these is perhaps the most interesting, as it shows somewhat of a restructuring in what we traditionally think of as healthcare provision. U.S.-based patient engagement software provider TruePill, which is backed by healthcare provider Optum, 
closed at Series D round at $142 million, provided by investment advisory firm TI Platform Management and Initialized Capital. The round valued the company at $1.6 billion and brought its total funding to $256 million. What makes TruePill interesting is that it's developed a software platform used to help healthcare providers communicate with their customers for a range of services such as diagnostics, pharmacy, and telehealth, all remotely. It poses a question, and it's not the only such company to pose the question, is this what the future of healthcare looks like? Fewer in-person appointments and treks to the pharmacy and more video calls, remote diagnostics, and medication deliveries. But is this continuing momentum of it and of similar service providers further proof that we're moving into an era of sort of the uberification or the zoomification of healthcare? It does appear that way. And even though, of course, there will always be a need for in-person consultations, checkups, and treatments, all signs point to that being the case only when necessary as remote capabilities continue to come online. Elsewhere in healthcare tech, France-based synthetic DNA producer DNA Script secured $165 million in a Series C round featuring corporates Merck Group, Illumina, Danair, and Allegent Technologies. KOTU Management and Catalio Capital Management co-led the round, which included investment and financial services group Fidelity and Alexandra Venture Investments, part of the Life Sciences Real Estate Investment Trust Alexandra Real Estate Equities. BPI France's large venture fund made up the rest of the investors along with Aromark Partners, Fireland Capital, Columbia Threadneedle Investments, More Strategic Ventures, LSP, Corma Partners, and Kasdan Capital. Meanwhile, Medable, a U.S.-based developer of clinical trials management software, whose cloud-based platform allows researchers to carry out decentralized trials complete with remote design, evaluation, and management solutions, raised $304 million in Series D funding at a $2.1 billion valuation. It counts contract research organization PPD as an existing investor. And this round was co-led by Blackstone Growth, Tiger Global Management, and GSR Ventures. Sapphire Ventures and Western Technology Investment also took part. Lastly, in the healthcare space, Coke Disruptive Technologies, a corporate venturing subsidiary of chemicals and energy conglomerate Coke Industries, did a $215 million Series B round for U.S.-based cancer therapy database developer Immuni, which is developing an artificial intelligence and machine learning-equipped clinical database with immunological information that helps discover and develop immunotherapies. Alexandria Venture Investments was also involved in this round, as did Talos VC, 8VC, Piedmont, Icon, and unnamed other investors that include existing shareholders. Another industry under constant disruption by new technology is insurance, with more and more money being pumped into new platforms for the sector to reach its customers. This week, two large capital injections were made into India-based insurtech companies, indicating how fast technology is catching onto the Indian insurance market. In the first instance, reinsurance provider Swiss Ray has agreed to invest the equivalent of $123 million into India-based digital financial services provider Paytm's insurance arm, Paytm InsurTech. Approximately $53 million of the cash will be provided up front, with the rest paid in tranches based on the achievement of certain milestones. The deal will give Swiss Ray a 23% stake in the business altogether. Paytm runs a mobile platform that gives users access to banking services and credit, as well as other offerings like insurance brokerage and payment processing services. Paytm InsurTech aims to use its customer base and merchant network to introduce new insurance products going forward. And in the second instance, India-based online insurance platform Akko has raised $255 million in a Series D round featuring insurance providers Munich Ray and Intact Financial at a valuation of $1.1 billion. General Atlantic and Multiple's private equity co-led the round, 
which was also backed by Canada Pension Plan Investment Board and Lightspeed Growth. While Munich Ray and Intact Financial invested through their respective corporate venturing units, Munich Ray Ventures and Intact Ventures. ACO provides an online platform that offers automotive and healthcare investment policies both to consumers and businesses, and will use the proceeds from the round to expand its healthcare offering and hire new talent across its technology, product, and data science teams. It would not be a regular week without lots of money also being raised by investment vehicles, and fortunately, this week has been no outlier in that sense. U.S. based electric gas and nuclear utility Exelon formed a $36 million investment vehicle dubbed Racial Equity Capital Fund in a bid to back minority-owned companies. The fund is set to invest in areas strategic to Exelon's business through 2024, providing up to a million dollars in equity funding and between $100,000 and $300,000 in debt financing per company. It will be jointly run by the corporate's nonprofit arm, Exelon Foundation, and diversity-oriented investment firm Rock Creek. Another U.S.-based venture capital firm, Bread and Butter Ventures, launched a $27 million third fund featuring limited partners that include logistics group Atco, brewery Burnix, and carmaker Toyota's CVC Toyota Ventures. Charitarian Foundation, Dunn Family Office, FR Bigelow Foundation, Revolution Ventures, Stella, and Tonkawa also committed to the fund, as did Darren Cotter, Jill Gwaltney, Amy Langer, and Chris and Crystal Saka. Bread and Butter Ventures typically target seed stage entrepreneurs based in the U.S. state of Minnesota as well as globally. On the other side of the Pacific, telecommunications and internet conglomerate SoftBank, through its SoftBank Ventures Asia arm, has formed a second China-focused vehicle. While the target size of China Ventures Fund 2 remains undisclosed, SoftBank Ventures Asia said that the fundraising period will last less than a year. And finally, over in Europe, Germany-based ecologically-minded search engine operator Ecosia, which you may know as the search engine that turns web searches into planted trees for reforestation purposes, formed a venture capital vehicle dubbed World Fund with a $405 million targeted close aimed at supporting entrepreneurs working to tackle climate change. Nearly 60 limited partners are already on board, including sustainability investment platform Econos and private investors Rolf Schramgens, Verena Posder, and Philip Posder. More than half of World Fund's capital has already been earmarked for investment, and the vehicle is on its way to first close scheduled in the first half of 2022. That just about does it for the news, and for those of you attending our 10th annual GCV Symposium this week on the 3rd and 4th of November, we look forward to welcoming all of you. I know that we're all incredibly excited to get back into the swing of things as the world of in-person events comes back, and we're all better off for it, and have a jam-packed agenda full of really fascinating discussions on just about everything CVC, so we can't wait to see you there. That's all from me today. These were just the main headlines of the week. If you want to see our full coverage of the market, make your way to globalventuring.com to stay on top of the news as they happen. And if this is your first time on Global Venturing Review, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Of course, keep an ear out for next week's episode, which you can catch on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you feel like it. Wherever you get your podcasts, we will be there. I have been Fernando Moncada. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from Inear Productions, whose work you can check out at inearproduction.com. And our intro music is by Kevin McLeod and a Creative Commons license. We'll be back next Monday with more news, so keep an eye out and have a great week.